Hello, this is Eclectic Perspectives featuring Aisha Calloway, F. Christopher Blue, and special commentator for the month of July, Ms. Tracy Phillips. Hello, ladies. How are you doing this evening? Doing great. Tracy, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Today's topic is He, She, Cheated. Now what? Unfortunately, it's probably happened to you. If you have been involved in a relationship or a commitment between two people, then chances are you have dealt with it. And you have at some time asked those questions that many of us have at sometimes asked. Why did they cheat? Or maybe it wasn't you that got cheated on. Perhaps the roles were reversed and it was you who was doing the cheating. Either way, you and the rest of the known world have at one point or another asked, why do people cheat? Great minds have pondered as well as feeble thinkers alike have added their opinion as to why cheating happens. The topic has been debated in classrooms, church sanctuaries, boardrooms, bathrooms, science labs, war zones, and everywhere in between. But with all that discussion, the fact still remains. Men and women alike cheat. No one has really figured out the reasons why. Ladies. Wow. Ms. Phillips, what's your take on why people cheat? If there were one answer to that, we wouldn't be on the radio right now. <laughs> Not with this show, anyway. <laughs> Not with this show. I mean, that, that question, it, it can be internal reasons, external reasons, behavioral reasons, uh, relational reasons, or, you know, somebody could just be a dog. <laughs> it, I think that's not, what it is. Well, I mean, but, you know, that's the, I think that's an easy answer to say, okay, if you cheat, you're a dog. But the truth is, is that the belief of cheating or the ability to cheat has, is, is a lot deeper than that. It goes into even your family patterns and, your, and things mm-hmm. that you've experienced growing up. And so that's why I said it, it's not an easy answer. It's so complex. And a lot of times the reason people cheat have absolutely nothing to do with the person they're cheating on. You know, well, I did a, um, a little bit of research, and I don't know how good this research is, but the top nine reasons people cheat, according to this um, literature, is because they're bored, mm-hmm. um, dependent, confusion, because they need an um, outlet. Mm-hmm. They are seeking to be nurtured, mm-hmm. revenge. Mm-hmm. Also, um, confirmation of attractiveness. Mm-hmm. And some people cheat just for the thrill. Mm-hmm. And the last one is they don't consider it cheating, even though you might. Exactly. Yeah, those are all excellent reasons, and they're all very valid. And they're not specific to an, an either gender. Um, I think statistically, surprisingly, as many women cheat as men in relationships. Not more. It's not more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Women. I didn't mean to say that, women. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not more. Yeah, but again, you know, I know it's sound bad. We just might be better at it. <laughs> so we don't I was about to say that, but I'm glad you did instead of me. Um, I think we do. Uh, we are better. I think men, when they cheat, they um, get comfortable after a while. And most men, their routine don't doesn't change. So, you know, we notice those things. What do you think, Mr. Blue? <clears throat> okay. Well, I think that um, you know, people cheat for various reasons and um the list that she gave is definitely very comprehensive. I can't even think of a reason that steps outside of that. Um unfortunately, um when people cheat, you know what I'm saying, I guess it goes back to the last episode, um, you know, the fallout of it is there's more than the one person is affected by, it. you know, even the person who does the cheating and themselves mm-hmm. become a victim and then all the fallout that's attached to that. Um relationships, their extended relationships family, children, um, their social networks can be negatively affected by the fallout of an extramarital affair or a cheating relationship. So I just think that it's it's very sad. I do understand the reasons behind it, but I also understand the reasons why one should avoid that path. I don't think there's ever a reason to cheat. Um, I think if it's that bad or that boring or whatever, just get out of the relationship. I'm not going to tell you not to stay. I'm not going to tell you to stay with that individual but I don't think there's ever a reason to cheat. No, I, I agree 100%. And, you know, people don't understand the damage they're doing, like you just mentioned, Mr. Blue, but the damage they're doing not only to the people, not only to themselves, but to their children and, and their partner and, and everything. And, it's, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, we as beings are just very selfish. 
We're very selfish. And for some reason, instead of doing what is the honorable thing and saying, if I'm not happy for whatever reason, I'm going to leave the relationship, like you just said, Aisha, mm-hmm. they would rather feel like, well, I can have my cake and eat it too. Definitely. And and so and then they try to make excuses. Some of those excuses you just mentioned on your list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those, half of them would, would be from the cheater, <laughs> and, and they want and they'd be justified. Well, I was just bored, you know. Right. Right. <laughs> and they think that is a valid excuse for cheating, which to me is is ridiculously self-centered and selfish. In the it whole. Is. I think um, a lot of times, you know, I've been cheated on before, and I've asked the question, you know, why did you cheat, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the answer is, I don't know. And honestly, I believe they just don't know why. I just did it because it was available, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, so, Blue, why do you think men cheat? Or is there even a difference between men and women cheating on each other? Um, I would say that, you know, people cheat, you know, for various reasons. I mean, Men more, more often times probably would cheat at an opportunity. I mean, nine times out of ten. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's some emotional responses to cheating as well as far as, you know, not feeling like a man, not getting the attention they're getting from that particular um, loving, supposedly loving relationship and all that. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess people, I mean, I'm going to say that females and males cheat for various reasons. That women may have a more underlying and emotional response to the um stepping outside of the relationship in regards to cheating. Can I ask a question, Mr. Blue? Mm-hmm. Uh, from a male perspective, do you believe that men find it easier to cheat because they can separate sex from from feelings and love easier than women can? Women tend to cheat for more emotional reasons. Definitely. In other words, they get attached to the person they're cheating with, whereas men, like you said, if the opportunity arises, they'll, they'll do it. So do you think that's because men can detach feelings from the sexual encounter? Well, I wouldn't even say detach. I would say they never even truly attach them to the sexual encounter. So, therefore, they could have more romps, and these are just, um, you know, these are just situations in which they don't even have a second thought about, you know, in hindsight, you know, I mess with this one, this one, and this one. Whereas, pretty much, in most cases, every time a woman attaches herself to a man, there is that... Um, residual effect of emotion, emotional attachment. Even if it was might have been a one-night stand, I'm pretty sure there's still some type of emotional attachment there because women by nature have a more emotional response to any given situation, you know, of a nurturing heart. When a woman steps away from a relationship and commits, you know, I mean, and has an um, adulterous relationship or, you know, a, a relationship outside of that core relationship, it's usually in response to an emotional response, not either receiving the emotional response you want from her mate or out of um, anger or um, revenge. But so do you so what you're saying I hear you saying is that a man can have a sexual encounter with mm-hmm. someone they're not emotionally attached to, but in their mind it has absolutely no relation to the person that they love. And that I they would can say, have Right. I would say more often than not that is the case, yes. Hmm. Isn't that interesting, Aisha? I think it is interesting and it's funny because um I've had a conversation similar to this before with um, some male associates, and um, it's pretty much the same thing. You know, well, yeah, I cheated, but I love my wife. You know, and in my mind, it's like, if you love your wife, then why'd you cheat? I, to me, it doesn't make sense. But to him, it was just a sexual act. It happened, it's over, it's done. You know, what, what's the big deal? Right. You know what the song says, love should have bought your ass home last night. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hold that side. Hold that side. What is your perspective? Call 646-378-0455 and press 1 to give your perspective. All right, we have a caller. Um, last digits of your phone number will be 87. Call from Charleston, South Carolina. Caller. Hi, I was just listening, and I just wanted to share something with you. Um, I had a mate that I was just devastated by when he cheated, and of course I asked why, you know, because women, we automatically assume it had something to do with us. Were we not enough? Did we not do something? And he couldn't understand why I was so hurt, because he said it had nothing to do with me. He totally loved me, but that was just something he was doing. Uh, Like you were saying, totally divorced of emotion, it was just the act. And there were some of the things he wanted to do that he knew maybe I wouldn't do, but she was willing. 
so men and women are different when they cheat. I do think if a woman goes out there, there's an emotional need. And, of course, sometimes it can be a physical need as well. Question? Paula? Sure. How did you respond to that? Did you stay with her? Oh no, <laughs> I, I, I'm not quite that forgiving. I I took it personally. My heart was on the line, and that was betrayal. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Thank you for sharing your perspective today. Sure. I guess after listening to the caller just now. Um, I'm going to have to touch back on the aspect that Blue brought up earlier. And, you know, people, we cheat, we get cheated on, and I don't think that people understand the effects of cheating. I mean, it devastates you. It, it makes you have baggage for your next relationship. It, it affects a lot. It affects your parenting skills. It affects your relationships in general. I don't know. I think when you invested in somebody and you give them your heart and your time and you know, you're doing things for that person to make them happy, and you find out what you're doing is not enough, or at least that's the way you feel about it. Once you find out that they cheated, what do you do? I mean, how do you, how do you fix that? Even though you're the one that didn't, how do you fix it? I mean, what do you do? Well, well, first of all, I mean, the thing that it affects is it, it's trust. It's the very foundation of trust, and you know that trust is the foundation of any relationship. Definitely. But, if you, if the person, if you've lost trust in the person who's closest to you, it is going to affect your trust in the, in everything. Mm-hmm. You know? and and it can go in and affect how you raise your children and, and how you act in society. Um, the way there is no hard and fast way to get over it, to not internalize. That's the biggest thing. Recognize that that person has issues that are separate from you, and that's a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Is to consciously. Um, it's it, using self-talk sometimes, even something as basic as when you start having those thoughts of what did I do wrong, what was missing, you have to turn around and recognize and say, I did nothing wrong. I'm not lacking. That person is, has issues. That person is, is the one that messed up. And it's a process. It's not something that can happen overnight. And we all know people that, myself included, that because I've been cheated on as well in the past, and you've got years of trust issues following just one uh, just one example of someone cheating on you. That can, mm-hmm. It can last for years. So I have a question, Miss um, Phillips, for you. And um, Blue, you as well. In your opinion, do men and women react differently when they've been cheated on? Oh, okay. And what's that difference? You know, this it's interesting. Um, I believe, and, and Mr. Blue, of course, you know, give me your opinion as a guy. I believe that they, men and women do act differently. I believe that, you know, they say that hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. That is not true. Um, men react extremely different and extremely more emotional when they're cheated on. And, and from my perspective, it's a biological as well as an emotional. Because think about it, we, we kind of touched on this last week, but... Women are the receptors, you know, sexually. Mm-hmm. Our organs are the receptors. And so when a man feels like this woman is his, he is the only one that can cross that veil into her. And when a man is cheated on, what that's saying to him on, a, on an ego level as well as anything else is someone else entered his holy place, entered the place that should only belong to him. And I think that that touches a man in a place that a woman when she's cheated on, doesn't even understand. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I really believe that. And so men react violently sometimes. I mean, think about it. How many times have you seen on the news murder-suicide when it was a woman killing? Hardly ever. But you see these murder-suicides, they're always men, right? That's true. That's true. I can't have you, nobody can. So I'm going to kill you, your mother, your father, everybody, and then I'm going to kill myself. Because men, they can't, I think that it, hurt, it affects them much deeper. Now, not that it doesn't affect us at all, but it affects us as women as, on an emotional level in terms of what is external. It's, you know, I was hurt, so I want to hurt him back. Mm-hmm, and, then, mm-hmm. and then we internalize the pain. What did I do wrong? But for men, it's, it's all, you really, you killed something in me. And wow. in, in retaliation, I want to kill something in you. 
And I think that happens. What, what do you think, Mr. Blue? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on many of the same points. I mean, just because a man, a man knows the nature of a woman, that, you know what I'm saying, when a woman steps out in that particular way, she's basically detached herself from that relationship. So that probably hurts on multiple levels in a man. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember the time that I was, that I know about I was cheated on. It was like on Valentine's Day, I had a studio appointment or whatever, and I'm, I came home and I guess um, she, had another, she had another baby daddy. She had, a father, no, she had a baby daddy or whatever. They was in cahoots or whatever, and, you know, I was basically outside. And acting a plum fool, I was just that upset. I was blinded by emotion, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I was literally blinded by emotion. I mean, I felt like I lost my sight or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You know, it could have got really ugly, you know what I'm saying? I was feeling heavily involved in gang activity at the time. So, I mean, it could have turned out any way it wanted to. I mean, I, I've owned weapons. I was definitely violent at that time, that period of my life. Um, and there's just a strong emotional response. Oh, I thought it was all about me, and now you're back in cahoots with this mother beep? And it hurt me to my heart. And even 10 years down the line, I still think about that sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So I think, like, for men, when they get cheated on um, from a woman that they are attached to, I think it definitely, I mean, it's it's normally a very long time before they're in another committed relationship. For women, we seem to be a little bit different. And maybe because we're not dealing with the baggage, we're just kind of sticking under the rug. But a lot of times, you know, we're vested in a relationship and we get cheated on. Still, within the next six months to a year sometimes, you know, a lot of us, we're in a whole nother relationship and we're in love again, you know. Um, Mr. Blue, you and I often talk about transference of emotions. Right. Is it that? Is it transference or is it just that women are so used to being cheated on? It's kind of like, I don't know, grocery shopping. This store didn't have what I want, so I'm going to just go somewhere else. I mean, what? how do you... Explain that. Well, if I may, um, I think that, yeah, a woman can enter into another relationship mm-hmm. in, in hopes that this is different, but I still believe that on, oftentimes, not all the time, but oftentimes she still has trust issues. So okay. even, within, even within that relationship, she'll be, where are you mm-hmm. going? What are you doing? And, right. and that pushes the new relationship away. Mm-hmm, but, with, mm-hmm. but with men, they get so angry, and then they tend to try to take, well, subconsciously often, take it out on all women. So you'll see a man that's been hurt, he will have a pattern of heartbreaks where he will date a woman, break her heart, date a woman, break her heart. And it's all because he's still hurting from that one relationship. In other words, instead of looking for a new relationship and then just trying to work it out, man will go into a pattern of destructive behavior, whereas a woman will try to have a new relationship, but all those underlying feelings will still emerge and start to cause problems. Wow. So it's just the difference in how they, how they deal with it. I mean, I know plenty of guys who say, oh, well, I've been with, you know, 10 different women. Well, how long did the relationship last? Oh, you know, a couple weeks, a couple months. What happened? Well, I cheated on her or I dogged her out. Right. And they'll, and they'll admit, well, 10 years ago, someone dogged me out, and I hate women now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's true, too. And even um, when men don't have close relationships with their, with their moms, yeah. um, you know, their relationships with um, potential wives is, is so different. Um, and it's so funny that men process so differently than we do as women because, you know, a lot of young ladies don't have a close relationship with their fathers. But still, you know, they're able to somehow push through and be decent wives, decent mothers, so on and so forth, and still have that attachment, maybe because they're looking for that father figure. I don't know, Ms. Phillips, you can comment on that aspect of it. But for men, when they're not close to their moms, it's like they're just, they're lost. It's like, how do, how do they attach themselves to any woman? I think they have a hard time doing that. They have a hard time attaching to any woman if they don't have a close relationship. And, and a lot of times, even if they don't have a close relationship with their father, mm-hmm. because they, they've never had a male role model to teach them how they should treat women. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you'll have men whose mothers were in destructive relationships themselves. So the only example they have is a woman getting dogged, and the woman getting dogged happens to be their mother. Imagine, imagine trying to deal with that and growing up and, and developing a successful, mature relationship when you have absolutely no clue where that, what that looks like. Oh. 
Well, let's look at men for a minute and maybe better understanding, you know what I'm saying, a, a man's mind state. We can end, women, men can enter into better relationships. So I'm curved such on negative behaviors. <clears throat> this is, first of all, I'd like to discuss why men don't cheat. Men don't cheat because the other woman looks better than you. Men don't cheat because she has a better figure than you, because she is more popular, more powerful, or wealthier than you. Men don't cheat because her status in this world appears to be higher than yours. Men don't cheat up to a higher social class, nor do men cheat to win a popularity contest. The truth is, men don't cheat for any of these well-documented reasons. Most men cheat for the following reason, opportunity. Men cheat because the opportunity has presented itself in many cases. So to eliminate that opportunity can keep him in line, keep him where he's supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? Eliminating the opportunity can be as simple as improving communication. Getting a better understanding of where he is in the relationship, understanding his viewpoint. Um, we're open communication. You cater to him, he caters to you, if it's truly open communication. And I think that in itself reduces opportunity and therefore reduces the chance of him stepping outside that relationship. Well, I think you hit something and you talked about openly communicating. That's another issue all by itself because a lot of men, they're not talkers, number one, by nature a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I mean, I see women all the time, you know, it's such a different tone, a different dialect, a different communication style from the way they talk to their daughters versus how they talk to their sons. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of men, they just, they don't know how to communicate. Where do you go with that? Well, just like anything, you practice. That makes perfect. I didn't know how to play the trombone or the trumpet when I was in band. What did I do? I worried my mama and my sister's nerves. I practiced. Oh, Felipe, get it on my nerves. Oh, Felipe, please stop it. Oh, no, I got to practice, got to practice. So just like anything, you want to get better at something, you practice. That sounds really simple, but however, Miss Phillips, <laughs> sounds good, sounds good. I have a question about the opportunity. <laughs> you know where I'm going, right? I so do. I already know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I agree. Open communication, improved communication and all that, I mean, that is, that you need that in any relationship. But you can't eliminate our exterior opportunity just because you're communicating at home. We live in a, we live in a world where, you know, women literally throw themselves mm-hmm. at men. Uh, men are visual beings. They don't even have to imagine what a woman looks like in a certain in certain situations. And so how do you eliminate opportunity in an external world? Will you keep your man at home? You know, don't go out, don't go to work, don't go on the subway, don't take the bus, you know, don't watch a movie. Um, men, men are given opportunities, and women too. Are, we're all given opportunities to cheat on a daily basis. So I can't, I can't imagine that, I mean, not to communicate, again, yeah, communication is extremely important. But if it's simply opportunity, then the statistics are right. That say that about 75% of men cheat. <laughs> Opportunities abound. What do you do about that? Well, in my next relationship that I have, I mean, I'm, I'm reducing opportunity. I have an Android yeah. phone. I'm, I'll make sure my next mate has an Android phone. I would simply give her the app that I use in order to track my clients and track my um, staff. And it's called latitude, so she'll always know where I'm at. Hey, that's one way to reduce opportunity. I don't think that's too much. I mean, where, where's the trust yeah. in that, though? All right, I, 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 I'm giving you all the tools you need in order to feel comfortable in that relationship. I don't care if you – if you. it's not about whether or not you trust me or you don't trust me. It's just I'm giving you all the tools that you need in order to make you feel comfortable. Because nine times out of ten, a woman's not going to enter a relationship with a blank slate. She's going to carry an enormous amount of baggage into that relationship, no matter how long it's been since the last relationship. Unfortunately, most women enter another relationship, or many people enter relationships, after the end of another one, and sometimes during a transitionary period in which they're still in a relationship. So therefore, there's not even no, no room to really learn yourself, to really rebalance, to recalibrate, and you bring in that baggage from that last relationship into the, the next relationship. You may not treat them a certain way, but you will feel a certain way about that next relationship based on what happened in the past. Okay. And, go ahead, Aisha. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead, Ms. Phillips. You're fine. 
Um, and, and, and I agree with the baggage, but that doesn't change opportunity. You can give your woman every way, shape, and form to communicate with you, and I agree with Aisha that that's just a little too much. If you, if you don't have that much that level of trust that you have to know where your mate is, then it's not a good relationship. As a counselor, I'd be like, we need to, we need to visit that. But even as a man, again, using what you just said in terms of opportunity, you get on an elevator. A woman gets on the elevator with you. She's dressed, whatever your version of the die sexy is. She looks at you and says, hmm, you don't care about whatever. You don't care about whatever. You have opportunity. I don't care if your woman has the Android phone and can speed dial. You now have opportunity. So take it. I think it all comes down to being responsible, um, whether you're a man, woman, married, single, whatever it is. Um, communicate, you know, the status of the relationship. Um, and be responsible. You know, my only thing is when I deal with anybody is if you decide that you want to cheat or, you know, let me know beforehand. I'm not going to flip on you. I'm not going to have a heart attack. I just want to know. I don't want to be looking stupid. I don't want to be spending X amount of time with you. And, you know, you out there with Sally and Sue and Samantha and everybody else, just let me know in advance. Just give me that much respect. Exactly. And do you. You know, I'm 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 all about communicating. I'm all about you know, being responsible and making good decisions. And I just think that, you know, for me, time I can't get back. I'm not worried about the money. I'm not worried about whether or not you want to stay with me or you want to go. Just respect my time. Respect me as a person. Respect me and what I give to you from my heart, from my mind, from my mouth, from everything. Just respect me as a whole. And have enough respect for me that if you do decide you want to be with another young lady, let me know. I just need you to be that much of a man for me. Um, I'm not... I wouldn't want to know every place my man went. I think that even though we're together, we still need to be separate. I need to trust him enough to handle his daily task and, and still come home to me, you know? And I think if I can't trust him that much, then we don't need to be together. I need to do some soul search and say, Aisha, what's going on inside of you? Um, I think that even if you allow a woman that has some trust issues to Know your every location. It's still going to be, well, why did you have to go there? Why were you there so long? Well, who was there with you? It's, just, it's going to be more issues. Um, I, don't, I don't think that that would be a good relationship, personally. And that's my opinion, unless, you know, you're a man or a woman that's okay with all those extra questions. But, you know, I don't want my day-to-day to be my man questioning my every move. I mean, guys, can we talk about something else? What are you going to do to me when I get home? Versus why I had to be at lunch for an hour and a half is the hour. I just, no. I think that's too much. It all goes down, it all goes back to trust. You either have to trust yourself and trust your partner. And like you said, nobody wants to be joined at the hip. I know I don't want to be joined at the hip Mm -hmm. with anybody. And if anybody tried to join my hip, I'd have to cut them loose. So, yeah, I agree 100%. I think, though, with communication that, you have to do checkups in the relationship because like the in the beginning, yeah, people cheat because they're bored, because whatever. They're, you know, a lot of times it's internal. They're not feeling loved. They're not feeling wanted. And so I think this goes back to what Mr. Blue was talking about with communication. It's not just communicating about where you are and what you're doing, but let's talk about where we are and what That's we right. are doing. What do I need to do to make you feel loved and what do you need to do to make me feel loved? You know, because if you if the person is feeling satisfied 100% at home, then they don't have a reason to cheat unless there's something else going on that has, again, nothing to do with their partner. But it, will, it would reduce. That level of communication, I think, would reduce the reasons for cheating, particularly with women. Because most times women cheat, most times, because they're, feeling, they're not feeling as wanted, loved, and appreciated in their relationship. Okay. And if, if, if men would, would say, hey, let's do a checkup, let me, let me see. And, and, again, it's not what I'm going to do what I think you need. Why not ask me what I need? That's right. You might be bringing me flowers, but I hate flowers. You know? <laughs> don't communicate love to me. And the way you communicate love to me is you go take my car and wash it for me. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Right. <laughs> we talked about that before, about the five love languages, five and that's so important. I think Mr. Blue um, talked about that a few shows ago. And um, it's, it's so important that we do know what each other needs. And I think so often we get trapped in communicating in our own love language, not realizing 
you know, what love is for me, it may not be for you. Yes. But because I care about you, hopefully people can open up and tell you know, what can I do for you today that's going to make you feel special? What can, you know, what makes you happy when I buy you gifts, when I cook dinner for you? You know, we need to investigate that. But I truly think also that people need to take their time entering relationships. Oh, yeah. I think we um, go to the movies a little bit, we go out to eat, and then we be in love. And then, you know, a year or two later, we're trying to figure out why this thing not working. We used to, be, we used to communicate all the time. You know, what the thought is, but how much do we really know about each other? What makes you angry? What makes you smile? You know, I mean, there's so many different things that we need to investigate before we even truly think about investing in a relationship. You know, it's, it's interesting you say that because I have, you know, I'm a firm believer in friends first. You know, you should be with your best friend. And, and when it comes to cheating, you mentioned the word respect earlier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we all have a best friend, right? That's your your buku buddy person you go to. Well, this is the irony when it comes to your friends versus the person you're dating that you didn't establish a friendship with. When you're dating someone, you will cross a line in the level of respect you have for them that you would never cross with your best friend. Because that foundation of friendship is so much stronger than just, like you said, going to the movies, dating, making out, having sex. You know, mm-hmm. so if, if you if you establish that friendship first, that foundation, then when you're tempted to cheat, when the opportunity arises, you're not just going to look at that person as your lover. You're going to look at that person as my be- your best friend. And mm-hmm. would I really want to hurt my best friend like that? Nah, I won't do it. But if it's just somebody you've been sleeping with or dating or going to the movies with and, like you just said, haven't really gotten a foundation, then it, I think it is easier to disrespect them in the way of cheating on them because mm-hmm. you you're not their friend. Not really. I agree. I agree. What is your perspective? Call 646-378-0455 uh, four, 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 and press 1 to give your perspective. All right, we have a caller calling from Los Angeles. Caller? Yes, um, actually, I wanted to make a comment, but you guys have already uh, commented on it. And um, oh, come back to it. That's cool. Well, it was just the um, the when the opportunity presented itself uh, for men, and um, yeah, I, I don't think that it's just the opportunity. I, I do believe, um, as the young lady said, that the opportunity is always presented itself for for a man to um to, to right. step out the opportunity is always there um but i don't think that that's uh, that may be one one way and i can only say the opportunity presented itself is uh, in the way that you probably were saying is if he was in a room and the woman was just totally naked or something you know um, but um, you know, and, 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 you know that would be like totally temptation. You know, is like, but but still, I, I, and even even with that, I believe a, um, a a a true man would probably still would have uh, a, a challenge with that. Uh, uh, biologically speaking, I think. Uh, he would probably still be just as nervous as the opportunity right. if somebody would tell him, you know, would, would tell him over the phone uh, versus being right there and a woman takes her clothes off. Uh, I think if she, if he's really true to his relationship, I, and, and we had something attached to his heart, I think he, you, you would see his heart rate rise where he finds it a, a great challenge to escape from that um, that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we're all human, and I do believe having an affair is for various reasons. And when we talk about communication, I think, you know, because it's such a, a, a cliché, communication is the key to a relationship, what I don't hear is, is understanding the communication because we all communicate. It's impossible not to communicate. We all communicate, whether it's verbal or nonverbal, 
If you're not communicating, you're communicating non-verbally through your body language, through whatever you're doing. Even if you don't communicate that, st- that thing, something is wrong, and you are communicating to me that something is wrong. So it's impossible for us not to communicate. We are communicators, period, you know, 24 hours a day. Even when we're asleep, we're communicating to ourselves within our dreams. It's understanding the communication, I think, would help a lot. And the problem is is that we're not taught to how to understand communication. We're not taught to understand. We're taught to just communicate, say what's on our mind, but we're not taught to how to listen, how to evaluate what someone is saying and um, to, to assess what people are saying and how to, to, after evaluating it, how do you articulate it back to the other person that you understand, sort of like mirroring. And I, 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 um, I don't know you guys' professions, but, you know, the teaching and counseling uh, to, to mirror each other's um, uh, conversation. But I think that that's another problem, too, of just understanding and, and just teaching people how to uh, communicate too as well because we communicate no matter what you know it's just impossible right. not to communicate right. yeah. I agree with that I yeah. agree I think that well just to answer your question Carla we're all counselors <laughs> so yeah. oh okay okay all three of us are professional counselors so we do understand it and, and you're right because there's a big difference between listening and hearing Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we listen with everything, but we don't hear what people are actually saying. And that's, I think, what you're talking about, Paula, is not just, not just receiving, but really understanding what the person's saying and being able to reflect that back to them in a way that they know that you're hearing. That's um, right. One of the things I say as an educator constantly is real- perception is reality. So when you're communicating with someone, when you're, when you're telling them something or receiving something from them, how they perceive it is their reality, no matter how you intended to communicate it. So you can, you can try to communicate, I love you, but if the person is perceiving, I, I, I'm using you for sex, and that's their reality, and their reality then becomes your reality because that's how they're going to communicate to you. And that's, that's where right. relationships have problems. We're not learning to hear each other and to, as you said so articulately, to understand each other. Mm-hmm. And then to let the person know that, that you do understand what they're saying and what they want and what they need. You, you know, I, I like to, I, now that I know everybody's professional here, um, I like to know or maybe when are, when are we going to do research on not the actual person, not the actual couple, but the outsider, when are we going to talk about them as to why they're willing to venture into a family, knowing the consequences of destroying their family? What's going on with them? I'd like to hear more conversations about that now. I mean, because we we talk about cheating and we're, you know, there's so much information about cheating, and it's, and it's so many reasons why one cheat. And I think now I think it would just be very interesting to give information and to edify other people about the third party. Why, why is it so easy for them? What's going on in their lives? What's going on in their minds? to even venture into that. And it's been going on for centuries, and we've had this third-party person. But what's really going on with that person that's willing to do that, that's willing to go in and say, okay, I'm willing to be in a relationship with you, although I know you have a wife, and I know you have kids, or I know you have a husband, and I know you have kids. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, Good question. Yeah. Definitely some research that I can um, definitely consider on. Um, doing sometime in the near future. Thank you for giving me that um that concept and thank you for sharing your perspective all the way from the lovely city of Los Angeles, California. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. All right, thank you. I right, we have a caller from Charleston, South Carolina. 
Last two digits of your phone number, four, zero. Hello? Yes, call her. Hey, this is Felicia. How are you doing? No, fine, Felicia. How are you doing today? Fine. Um, I was listening into the conversation. And um, I guess I'll comment on what um, the young man from Los Angeles had to say. Um, a lot of people really... Okay, is, is it not... Well, sorry. It's not called cheating if they did not know that they were being cheated upon. And then it really goes back into the main person on how they're cheating on, on cheating on their partner. Because if you're the third party person and you really don't know what's really going on with the you know, in particular person that's cheating on their partner with you, then you really can't, you know, really look at that person like that. You got me? Yeah, I that's what I'm saying. That's a valid point. Um, what do you want to mention about today? No, I'm saying like, um, he was just saying like, you know, somebody's spouse, their wife, their, or um you know, um, if, you're cheating, if you're cheating with somebody and they actually, you know, they have other family, you know, they have a wife or they have a girlfriend, but, you know, there's always excuses. He can be like, well, we're about to break up, but we're not together. There's always something, you know, um, with a third-party person, unless, you know, they really just don't care. But, you know, there is, most times, a lot of people actually think things are going to be the next one in line, so that's probably why they're there with that particular partner. You got me? Yes, ma'am, I got you. Well, thank you for sharing your discussion, Ms. Felicia. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I'll be honest. You didn't get her. Anyways, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do thank you for calling. <laughs> I would have tried so hard to understand. Um, oh, one more. I have another perspective. Please hold. <laughs> Uh, I was dating a uh, a gentleman uh, that I guess he's just used to a different type of female, whereas I was different, and I don't think I'm better than anyone, but the females he's used to are the ones that still wear the gold chains and get tie or, or whatever I think that they do, and I was so business-oriented. Well, in, uh, in the pre-stages of the relationship, one of the things I told him was, I have a high sexual nature, and if it's not satisfied, I will cheat. But before I go to the cheating process, I'm going to let you know it's a problem, and then we, I'm going to give us an opportunity to work on this together. Well, as time went along, um, I just became a little frustrated, and I think I was more frustrated because uh, because of his ego, he couldn't handle the fact that I was being honest with him, not in a mean way, but in a, in, a, in a sincere way to, like, look, I want to be faithful to this relationship, but I need this. And what can I do on my end to help get this? And I guess he wasn't used to that. I'm not sure what the case was. Well, long story short, I ended up doing exactly what I told him I was going to do. And when it hit the fan, he asked the question, you know, did you do it? And I said yes. And as a result, it just blew up. Well, after it all happened, I realized that, you know what, maybe I didn't give him a chance, and I really wanted to work it out, and it took four years. He put me through it for four years and made me pay it back to a point where it got to a point where I was like, you know what, I can't do it no more. I made a mistake. I've repented. I've asked for forgiveness. You know, I told you I was honest with you. Why are you upset with me? And... Now, he is very interested in me, whereas I had to make a decision to move on to someone else. So the only thing I would say about cheating is to avoid it, just establish a communication and a trust. Because if the communication is not there, you're not going to make it. And you have to be honest with one another. Whether it's going to hurt or not, you can do it in love. And you all have to make a decision. It is a choice. You're either going to be faithful or you're not going to be faithful. But at least let someone know what they're dealing with up front. So when things hit the fan, you know what's up. Hmm. Ladies? I'm still breathing about that one. Yeah, my question is, you know, I hear honest, I hear communication, I hear faithful, and I hear trust in that whole monologue. If you're not going to be faithful to someone, why even enter the relationship with them? 
And if, and, and if you get to the point where you recognize they're not satisfying you sexually, why not break up with them? Why cheat? I, I don't understand that concept. I'm 100%. Yeah, I understand it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, why would I deal with you if you're telling me up front you're going to cheat on me if I don't satisfy you sexually? Talk about pressure. I mean, you know. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I, I, mean, I really got to step up my A game. <laughs> I mean, you embarrassing that first date? You know? True. <laughs> you know what I mean? I bet it's not for the overtime. That's why the poly was doing okay until we heard that comment in the right, right. whole game. <laughs> Exactly. I might have threw this whole thing. Uh, uh. Oh, so, exactly. Now you got expectations, which contribute to um, low satisfaction and sexuality, low exactly. performance. Definitely. You know what I'm Definitely. Uh, that's crazy. Like, pressure to put on a brother, man. You know. I appreciate the honesty, but, again, but I don't know if, if I can handle that. We don't that know when that came about. We don't know when that came about. That might have been six months down the line. I don't know. I don't right, know. right, right. If you can't come in a week, that's coming in two minutes. Yeah, I probably have that same conversation. Nick, if you don't start <laughs> making it a little bit more lasting, then I'm going to have to cheat on you. Oh, okay. I'll go for five. But <laughs> she told him in advance is what I'm assuming, so... That's that brother had the option also to say, you know what, I'm not going there with you. Right. Or right. I am going to go there with you. So she did give him an option. And we got to, you know, keep it real about that because a lot of times when people cheat, we don't get options. And right. we find out once a chick is pregnant or, mm-hmm. you know, she's attacked. So now she's calling him at 12 at night. You know, so she gave my option. And for me, if a man came to me and told me that, that would have been good enough for me because I would have said, you know what, let's just be associates. I'm out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would have been. I prefer that. Honestly, we're knocking it down, but I prefer that versus what normally takes place. Yeah, and that, and I agree with that. Like, I guess my yeah. question is, when she got to the point after trying and trying to make the relationship work, when she got to the point to realize that this is not working, why make the decision? As she so eloquently said, "I'm gonna. I get a choice." Why make the choice to cheat as opposed to make the choice to end the relationship? You can end the relationship and come back later if you change your mind. But once you cheat on the person, like, you know, you are putting a whole different level of pressure on the relationship as That's that most relationship can't stand. So why not just say, you know what, we've been trying this. You're not making me happy in the bedroom. I told you what would happen. But instead of cheating on you, I think I would like to end the relationship. And that well, way, I don't know. It sounded like she um, wanted it, and that was, like, the only lacking area of what it sounded like. Because she talked about for the next four years, the next four years she paid for it. So I'm assuming, I don't know if he beats up his game or she lowered her standards sexually. I don't know. But they stayed together for the next four years after the cheating incident. So I don't know. That's a big area to lack is sexually. I mean, yes, sex sex is a huge part of any relationship. I so agree. Yeah. If you're not happy in the bedroom, then that is a huge indicator of um, and then, you know, like we talked about the communication earlier, but I think for women we need to be communicated to about feelings. But I think men, maybe we need to communicate with our man about what makes them happy in the bedroom. I agree. You know? Because the first, you know, the first um, person we that, you know, we talked about said, you know, I cheated because I wasn't happy in the bedroom. Well, let's sit down and let's talk about what you need. You need me to flip this way or flip that way <laughs> And that's a good point. Well, I mean, um, my thing, go ahead, Blue. I mean, that's a great point. And um, Monet would like to um, issue her perspective in regards to, you know, getting ready. This piece is called, Are You Ready for the Unthinkable? Unthinkable. Are we really ready for the unthinkable that come with love, including all of its emotions? How do we know we are truly ready for love? We live and we learn from one relationship to the next, all the while promising that we won't judge the next person by our past and theirs. But all in all, we eventually do judge and be judged by our past, hoping that it won't affect our future. We all have issues to work on before moving to the next relationship, you know, unpacking the baggage. It takes sufficient time and the willingness to learn and change to truly, honestly be ready. As humans, we only experience two emotions, that's love and that's fear. If you start a relationship all fearful that it will hurt, it's doomed from the beginning because love can never truly blossom. The truth is that no one is really ready for the unthinkable of love. It comes and goes like the ebb and flow of midnight tide, sometimes calm and sometimes tumultuous storm. You never know what to expect. It's an adventure. 
That's what makes it exciting about experiencing it with somebody you care about. If you've been blessed with a beautiful person to bond with and to build with, do your all to treat them like how you want to be treated, not how you've been treated in the past. And definitely don't jump to conclusions. If you have the mindset that if I'm hurting this person, then I'm hurting myself, you may be successful in the aspect of a monogamous unity. Peace and love, Swazette. All right, we have a caller from the lovely city of Greensboro, North Carolina, also the area code of Roxburgh, so I'm not sure. Caller, last digits of your phone number, 46. Um, I'm from Greensboro. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to make a comment because I've been listening to the to the conversation and I came in on the, the third-party thing about how uh, research needs to be done on the third-party cheaters. Um, okay. Uh-huh. That like I actually have had friends who um, they've been involved in relationships where they were like the other woman, and they honestly just don't care. And I just think that that I think that that's wrong because at the end of the day, I feel like if you're going to cheat, you shouldn't even be in a relationship in the first place. I feel that people mm-hmm. try to use this for themselves, like the other person that called it. How she says if she's not satisfied, she'll cheat. But I just don't think you should be in a monogamous relationship if you ever want to be with anyone else. And I just think that there's no like there's no reason to be in a monogamous relationship if you do want to sleep with other people. And if you like, there's no reason to put someone else through that because people don't understand that. like, other people really can go crazy over this because, like, there are three feelings that you feel, love, fear, and rage, and people are scared to get hurt. And when they do get hurt, a lot of people turn that fear, that emotion into rage, and then that's how you have all of these acts of love gone wrong where people are snapping and, and going crazy because they're getting cheated on. Mm-hmm. And that's right. my little two Thank you for sharing your perspective from Greensboro, North Carolina. Love you, love you, sister. You're my favorites. You're in North Carolina. Thank you for calling. Thank you. That's a valid point. Um, the love, fear, and rage. I never thought about it in that aspect, but it's true. I mean, you know, the calmest person can really flip out. I mean, they'll, you know, murder, like you said earlier, Miss Tracy, um, the children, the wife, the husband, and themselves, you know, and just, I don't know. I think emotions are very dangerous. Um, the most stable person, you know, when it comes to the emotion of love, it, it's still very dangerous. Um, I don't know. It, it's very, it's complicated. It's complicated. It's, it's hard. Like, I'm sitting here thinking about this as he said that, like, do I want to be in another relationship? <laughs> Y'all might see me on the news. <laughs> don't see on them. That's all. <laughs> Well, he might cheat on me. Like. Yeah, but you won't snap. I'll keep you from now. I'll keep you off the TV show. How about that? <laughs> you call me and say, this I'm thinking of blowing something up. I'll be like, no, nah, you can't blow that up. I'm going to call you and be like, girl, look what I just did to this brother. So, <laughs> no. you know. yeah, it's, it's true, though. You know, love, love and hate are two sides of the same coin. And yes, it really is. Right. The whole, the, um, that kind of pain can lead us to places where we wouldn't ever think of going, where we look at other people and be like, man, why, how could they do that? But when you're in that situation and someone betrays you on the, on the most intimate of levels, it can, it can push you over the edge. It really can. And, and I agree, it's, not a, it's a very difficult, challenging topic, and it's really a case-by-case basis because mm-hmm. there's so many reasons for cheating. There's so many reactions to cheating. I know a couple that have managed to not only survive, you know, in, in a, a cheating situation, but actually grow stronger because of it. Mm. Because it forced, it forced them to re-examine, and this is in a marriage counseling situation, where it forced them to re-examine their relationship, and they realized they, were, they both had, you know, faults in it, even though one of them cheated. But ultimately, now I'm not talking about two, three sessions now. I'm talking about a year. <laughs> wow. But... The marriage was worth saving, or the relationship was worth saving, and they came out stronger and had a better marriage than had the person never cheated because they reached a point prior to that of just being very complacent in the relationship. And neither one of them were real happy, but neither one of them wanted to admit it. 
So there are situations where the, you can't, the relationship can survive cheating, but that really depends on the nature of the relationship, the depth of the commitment, and the situation that, that both parties are in. You know, so it's not a, it's not an end all be all. It's not a, you know, black and white issue by any means. So not, and so not. Right. Well, with that being said, I want to read our scripture for the week, um, and it's coming from Luke 6 and 31, and it says, do to others as you would have them do to you. And we have a caller from Durham, North Carolina that would like to chime in. Caller. Yes. Yes, caller. Um, your perspective. Yes. I wanted to give a perspective on the topic. Um, I know most of the conversations have been mostly about um, couples cheating or whatnot, like in relationships. But I don't really have a perspective on that because I've never really had to experience that. But my perspective was more so from a daughter watching her mother being cheated on and how she went through that, the different actions that she took, how it affected her, and what she did in the long run. And it just made me think that could that be me 10 years from now when I'm married and would I handle it the same way Um, because she stayed with my dad and they worked it out but she's still unhappy so but she did it for because they've been together over 20 years they've got kids they have a home I mean her whole life revolves around him so she couldn't see any other way and to me it kind of built some resentment in me like you're a strong woman you should be able to, you can do better, you're still young, you work, you can support yourself, you don't have to put up with this. But I don't know, it's hard for me to give a perspective as far as relationships because I, I've never been in those shoes, but I guess for like mothers or anybody with children, just um, being aware of how that looks in your children's eyes and making the best decisions. Very true. Thank you. Well, I'd like to get in this last perspective from our poet laureate, Mr. Damien Crow. What do you do after someone cheats on you? Do you do whatever it takes to make sure you cheat too? You know that's a weak move, being on get back. After it's all said and done with it, get you at. It doesn't make it better. It only makes it worse. It'll be with you forever. Now you're labeled as a jerk. If you're a woman, you have just lowered your work. I'm gonna try not to go berserk. I promise I won't get mad. Isn't that what they say before you break the news to their ass? Then they get instantly mad. Will you, why you all upset? Is it because you just realized you're not the best? Someone else has swooped in and claimed your prize. But don't worry, they only wanted to keep it for one night. They are done with it now and ready to throw it away. But your prize is telling them, please let me stay. I like it better here. I like it better with you. The way you make me feel makes me feel so brand new. I never felt this way before. Please give me more. But their goal was to take your happiness. There's the door. You can leave now. I got what I wanted. And I will make sure that I flaunt it all in their face that I had a taste. Then without saying what grace, I ate the whole plate. There was moments. A split second that reflected my future. And the image changed right before my eyes. All too real to perceive. It can just be left pure perception. This is a dynamic alteration. Destinies are supposed to be altered this way. The blueprint of this. Architectural design was founded firmly on level ground. I ensured the plans were reviewed with precision. There was no reason. How did my foundation fall apart? More so. Why am I accepted to sit back and watch this demise? Lack of anything to do. No method to change the madness that has ensued. I hate that this vision was purely solo. Let's sing in an auto-tune. A synchronized voice box to fit the mold. Can't you tell there were tears behind my words? Didn't you hear the grief in my lyrics? Guess you couldn't hear me over the music. I'm shifting. Teetering between hating you and loving you more. Honestly, can be brutal and this was a straight TKO. Knockdown. And I'm down for the count. Who changed my document? Revised the vision sewn into the contours of my heart. Where did I miss the memo? How did this all fall apart? How did you leave without waiting to hear a response? Why did you notice the door was unlocked? I gave you the key. 
wanted to change the plan and begin again, I would have obliged to the reconfiguration. I didn't like the structure to begin with. I was just confident that the foundation was level and we were balanced, aligned to build on top. This thing was solid. Damn you for adhering to the do not disturb sign. I was just mirroring your actions. How was I to notice you were planning to resign? Maybe had I spoken to you about your position, giving you a heads up. I was just trying to type up a letter of reference so I could tell you. Wanted to let you know that you fit, we fit, it all fit into this perfected plan. The plans were already written and you were in high demand. I didn't get a chance to share the good news and let you know your place. Now I'm stuck to remain in this lonely office space. I looked out the window today. Glance at the sun rays, they shun above our unfinished building. I watched as the light seep through the broken cracks and pierce through the rubbles that lay beneath. And out of the corner of my eyes, I saw you rebuilding. Guess you found a better offer while our plans still 